0: I'm not going to keep you long, but just long enough to give you just a quick mention of the Christmas story. As I was praying about this morning's message, Christmas just kept coming up in my heart. I've been declaring the blessing over each and every one of you. I've been declaring the goodness of God that this Christmas be the best. Whatever it is, Father, whatever it is they need, whatever it is I can do to make this Christmas be better for someone else. Show me, help me, let me be sensitive. So I went to see, and see of course of Christmas cannot start with anything else other than Christ, the arrival of the Anointed One. In Luke 2, 8 to 18, it just simply says, they were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep and suddenly god's angel stood among them and god's glory blazed around them they were terrified but the angel said don't be afraid i'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide a savior has just been born in david's town a savior who is messiah and master this is what you're looking for for a baby wrapped in a blanket and he'll be lying in a manger At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights, peace on earth to all men, women, to all people everywhere on earth that please Him. As the angel's choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherds talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and a baby lying in a manger. In Acts 10, 38, the scripture simply leads us to what this anointing can do for each and every one of us. Not just the simple Jesus Christ as if it's his name. It's much more than that. You shall call him Jesus and he shall be the Christ. This word, Christ, means anointed one in his anointing. And the anointing basically means to pulverize, to rust. It means that whatever the enemy has brought against you can never be brought back against you because the anointing destroys it. Sometimes when you hear people pray, when you hear us pray, we say, you know, I break that off your life. I destroy that in the anointing. But karma and myself, we're great reminders all these years of our lives you know sometimes when things are broken they can be put back together but when things are destroyed pulverized rusted they can never ever be picked up and put back together again the anointing Christ destroys every yoke and removes every burden and I love that what the book of Nahum says is this that the thing that rose against you once will never rise against you the second time that means if cancer came it's not coming back gonna say it again if cancer came it's not coming back whatever infirmity tried to present itself and come on your life that anointing destroyed it the first time and that anointing will stop it from coming a second time the same thing can never appear twice something else may come But the same thing that the anointing deals with cannot come a second time because the anointing destroys the yoke. Say that with me this morning. The anointing destroys the yoke. And Acts 10.38 says that God anointed him and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength, ability, and power know there were many people that were so looking forward to this morning's service, texting us, Pastor, pray for us, pray for us. We're sick, we've got this, we've got that. But I can tell you this, that no matter what it is that your body's feeling, no matter what it is that your body is experiencing negatively, Jesus came to destroy it so that you would be whole in every area of your life. Let's just receive this right now in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. You know, I've really been serving notice on this spirit of infirmity. I've really been standing with you all and really just pushing in to some of these things that people are experiencing in their lives it's not normal even this morning karn and myself were discussing some things and i was telling her i was listening to something even about arthritis i said you know car truly he gave us everything that pertains unto life and godliness and he's made it that if we put the right stuff in our bodies that our bodies will receive what it needs to receive so that they can spend long years on the earth. I was listening to this gentleman, well-known doctor, and he was saying things like this. Sometimes when people are given a diagnosis of arthritis, it's like it's over. You got to slit, cut, we got it, replace but he says you know before they ever do that did you ever consider changing your diet did you ever consider staying off all foods that would cause inflammation in your bodies i said to karen you know that's a very simple thing i believe it of course pastor karen being pastor Karen, she's like you better believe it The revelation I believe that's come to the body, it's not about food and drink. Scripture warns us to not get caught up in stuff. But I believe there's a stewarding and I believe there's wisdom that can come to help us. How many people believe that? And some of these things that wanna just happen in our bodies, when man says they can't be changed, I don't believe that God made something that was deficient I believe he meant it when he says because of the blessing you can live out length of days you choose anything from 70 to 120 it's your choice but I believe what's coming to the body is a revelation of how we steward our lives while we're here on this earth so I've been serving notice On anything that would remotely be trying to come to take away mobility in your lives and for wisdom to come so that wisdom will help you live the best life pain-free you see what I've been praying about is this the world has so many 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 ways even modern medicine to mask What is wrong instead of dealing with the root of what is the issue karma self we talk about this much we've prayed about it many 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 years is it really in our lives we don't need a band-aid we don't need to mask the pain we need to know what is causing If diseases can we need to know the root of it. Because if we can deal with it at the root, then the fruit will not manifest to cause us harm, to cause us pain, and to cut our lives short in any way, shape, or form. I want you to lift your hands all over this room just a couple of minutes. And I want you to pray this simple prayer Christ has come, the anointed one and his anointing. I receive wisdom for length of days, health, healing in my life in Jesus' name. Say this with me, Father, if there's anything that I'm putting in my body that is causing inflammation reveal it to me in Jesus precious name I give him thanks for this right now because as your pastor I am serious about your health and I am serious that we're going to live long to see this vision through and to see his plan come to pass in each and every one of our lives John ten ten simply says it That he came to give us life with joy so that we would have it to the full, to the overflow in absolute abundance. I love this from C.S. Lewis. It says, once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than the whole world itself. The second letter is hope. Matthew 2, 1 to 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men, astrologers from the east, came to Jerusalem asking, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east at its rising and have come to worship him. When they saw the star, they were thrilled with ecstatic joy. And on going into the house, they saw the child with Mary. And they fell down and worshipped him, opening their treasure bags They presented to him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In Titus 1 verse 2, it simply says this, Resting in the hope of eternal life, life which the ever truthful God, who cannot deceive, promised before the world, or the ages of time began. This Christmas, I believe the Colossians 1 is your portion. The Christ in you, the hope of glory. This hope is not an ordinary hope. This is an expectation with eternal blessing to know that when you put your trust in the living God and have received His Son, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior, you'll know that this hope is not something that this world can give you. This hope is that which only the Father bestow upon his children the Christ dwelling within you brings you the reality of this hope as a revelation so that no matter what goes on in this world we are of a kingdom that cannot be shaken for Christ is our hope in this present existence our is for redeemed for resurrection In Luke 2, 25-32, in Jerusalem at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. The Holy Spirit was on him, and the Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple as the parents of the child, Jesus, brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law. Simeon took him in his arms and blessed God. God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see a God revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people Israel. The redeemer has come and he would not disappoint in the reason that he had arrived in Hebrews 9 verse 12 neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for each and every one of us and in first peter 1 3 praise honor blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ the messiah by his boundless mercy we have been born again to an ever-living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I love this. By one person simply said, the giving of gifts is not something man invented. God started the giving spree when he gave a gift beyond words, the unspeakable gift of his son. And then that brings us to I, incarnate. In Luke 2, 38 to 40, at the very time Simeon was praying, Anna showed up, broke into an anthem of praise to God and talked about the child to all who were waiting expectantly for the freeing of Jerusalem. When they finished everything required by God and the law, they returned to Galilee in their own town, Nazareth. There the child grew strong in body and wise in spirit and the grace of God was upon him. The word became flesh. The one outside of time stepped into time for each and every one of us. In John 1, it says this, in the beginning before all time was the word Christ. The word was with God and the word was God himself. And the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate and tabernacled and fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us and we actually saw his glory, his honor and his majesty. Such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness and truth. And then we get to the letter S, Savior. Matthew 2, 19, 23. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, tenderly take unto you the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life were dead. Then he awoke and arose and tenderly took the child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But because he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in the palace of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being divinely warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what was spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene, a branch, a separated one. Christ was the prophesied one, Christ was the Messiah, and Christ is the fruit-bearing Savior. In Isaiah 11, verse 1, it says, Then a shoot, the Messiah, will spring from the stalk of Jesse, David's father, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. In Romans 5, 6 and 8, While we were yet in weakness powerless to help ourselves at the fitting time Christ died for on behalf of the ungodly, but God shows and clearly proves His own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. Because of God's great love for mankind, Jesus came to save us, the savior of the world. T, none other than the way. In Luke 2:48 to 52, And when they, Joseph and Mary, saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Here your father and I have been anxiously looking for you, distressed and tormented. And he said to them, How is it that you had to look for me? Did you not see and know that it is necessary as a duty to me to be in my father's house and occupied about my father's business?" but this did not comprehend what he was saying to them and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was habitually obedient to them and his mother kept and closely and persistently guarded all these things in her heart and Jesus increased in wisdom in broad and full understanding and in stature and years and in favor with God and with mine I declare Jesus is our way Jesus is the way, and Jesus will always be the way. He is our way to live, He is our way to walk, and He is the way to becoming what we already are created in Him to be. Can we give Him thanks in honor and praise? In John fourteen six, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father. Except, and through me. And Max Licato couldn't say it any other way than this. The story of Christmas is the story of God's relentless love for us, for you, and for me. As we've just finished the word Christ, and we start on Mass, M. What could we think for M? What about a miracle in Luke 128 35 from the voice translation greetings you are favored and the Lord is with you among all women on the earth you have been blessed the heavenly messengers words baffled Mary and she wondered what type of greeting this was Mary don't be afraid you found favor with God listen You are going to become pregnant, you will have a son, and you must name him Savior or Jesus. Jesus will become the greatest among men. He will be known as the son of the highest God. And God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. And he will reign over the covenant family of Jacob forever. Mary said, I've never known a man, how can this be possible? The messenger declared the Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary. The Most High will overshadow you. That's why this Holy Child will be known as not just your son, but also the Son of God. This was the miracle of the virgin birth. So we could experience the miracle miracle of salvation, of being born again by the Spirit of God made in the image of God and being transferred out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. John 3.3 says this, Jesus answered him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. Galatians 3.26 reminds us of this. For you who were born again have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, and are all children of God set apart for His purpose with full rights and privileges through faith in Christ Jesus. Can you just close your eyes with me just two minutes? wonder Do you know the Lord in this Christmas service His presence is so strong in this room Jesus came and gave us life for each and every one of us. When we received him as our Lord and Savior, we spoke these words, right? I repent and I ask you to forgive me of the sin. Of rejecting you. At that moment a miracle takes place within us, everything that was old is made new spiritually. You've been born again by the Spirit of God, an actual miracle takes place within you. As you utter those words, I make Jesus the Lord of my life. And you bow your knee and your heart to serve him every day for the rest of your life. And to know that you will one day be with him forever and eternity. I pray with all my heart that every one of you within the sound of my voice not only had had that experience, but that is an experience that you have every single day of your life and that you guard your heart and guard your salvation and that you never move away from that sweet, satisfying communion of what it is to walk with the Lord. Days will come and days will go, and some days will do better than the other. Some days will do good, and others will not do so good. But, never walk away from Him. Stay close to Him. And allow the miracle of salvation to be your everyday experience every day of your life can we give him thanks thank him for saving you thank him for redeeming you thank him for washing you clean thank him for the life that he has for you thank him for everything that he's done for you his presence is so precious in this place today every day with Jesus gets better and better come on to love Him every day, to walk with Him every day, to serve Him every day that's the miracle that's the miracle hallelujah Hallelujah! Come on, just sing out in the spirit. Hallelujah! This is the beauty about being part of a spirit-filled church, ladies and gentlemen. We move with Him. Oh. Manastorin is so beautiful, so beautiful, come on, he's so wonderful, he's so wonderful, so wonderful. Come on, love Him today. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Don't be ashamed to worship Him. Don't be ashamed to lift your hands. Don't be ashamed to speak His name. Hallelujah. So this miracle lives on within us, right? And through this miracle, we were given authority. That he said that you shall go and be my disciples, making disciples unto all the nations of the earth, and that you would lay hands on the sick and see them recover, that you will speak with other tongues, you'll cast out devils, and even if you were to drink anything deadly, it would not harm you. He is the authority, and He gave that authority to us. We receive this authority this Christmas in the name of Jesus as we come to Christmas and as we celebrate the author, as we celebrate the Alpha, as we celebrate the Omega, as we celebrate the great and mighty God. Hallelujah. Oh, we give Him praise. the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth forevermore. The seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. He took back his authority and empowered us with it so we can rise in all areas of our lives. I declare this Christmas that you are rising, that you're rising up and that you're coming to the end of this year and you're going to go out of this year's stronger than what you ever come into it that you're gonna be the head and not the tail above only and not beneath that you are blessed I am blessed. in this room hallelujah and this sums it all up salvation that he came to seek and to save that which was lost and to destroy every work of the enemy and for us to enter into the same grace that as he is so are we in this world Begin to give him praise right now out of your hearts, out of your minds. Even if you're visiting today, come on, just give him praise. Come on, even if you're new to this, even if you're new to millennial, give him praise. Hallelujah. I sum this all up. John 17, 1 11 says this. Father, it's time. Display the bright splendor of your Son so the Son in turn may show your great splendor. You put Him in charge of every human so He might give real and eternal life to all in His care. And this is real and eternal life that they know you, the one and only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent I glorified you on the earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do and now father glorify me with your very own splendor the very splendor I had in your presence before there was a world ladies and gentlemen Jesus came for every single one of us And if it had just been you, he would have came for you. I want us to stand to your feet and celebrate him right now. I want you to lift up your voices and thank him for coming for you. Thank him for coming for you. Thank him for giving you salvation. Thank him for giving you Christmas. Thank him for giving you the spirit of Christmas that the Christ himself came for each and every one of us so that we can receive the life and the life abundance. Today, Father, we stand in your presence and we bless your holy name. From the oldest to the youngest, we give you praise. Come on, lift your voices. Merry Christmas, everybody. Come on, salvation has come. The one who was prophesied. Say this with me this year. I put first things first. Jesus is the center of it all. Today, I celebrate afresh. Salvation comes from the Lord. I am saved. Come on, say it like you mean it. I am saved. Sealed, sanctified, set apart, consecrated, I am a child of God, I am a part of the family of God, and I have the right to shout praises to my King, and to give Him all the honor, all the glory, all the praise, we magnify Come on, lift your voices in this place your voices in this place, bless his name, hallelujah to the king. my salvation said again today I receive the joy of my salvation one more time today I receive the joy of my salvation come on give him thanks for that right now never forget the true meaning of Christmas never forget the true story of Christmas and never forget as we spelled it out today that Christ came to give us hope in oh, incarnate to save us to show us the way and to make a miracle available to each and every one of us to bless us with the power of His spirit and to give us that authority and to simply give us salvation, soteria, sozo, that we would live this life whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, not as broken rejects and misfits, but as the children of Almighty God. This is the Christmas story, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. And we've come to celebrate the King today and to give him the highest praise. Say it one more time. In miracles. Today I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. I receive heaven in my heart, heaven in my home, heaven in my life. In Jesus' precious name, give him another praise offering.